Well, Predators fans, uh, that was a tough one to take. Sam Fleming here with you on the post-game wrap-up for Penalty Box Radio of tonight's overtime loss to the Calgary Flames, a 6-5 to loss as I'm sitting here with my Philip Forsberg bobblehead trying to look for answers about what happened uh, tonight. But no, in all seriousness, though, what a cool handout tonight from the Predators uh, doing some cool stuff for the year of the fan. Six bobblehead giveaways, and Philip Forsberg was the first one tonight to the first 8,000 fans. And then I think Roman Yossi's the next one up, followed by Pecorine, Ryan Johansson, Victor Arvidsson, and Matt Duchesne. So six cool giveaways coming up. Um, also have to talk about the uh, crowd tonight. I was at the Bridgestone Arena, and for Halloween, it was a really great crowd. Saw a lot of cool costumes. Saw the Wayne's World cast there, two guys dressed up from Wayne's World. That was pretty cool. Um, some different uh, hockey players, uh, kids dressed up as hockey players. Even a dog was dressed up, a service dog, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but a great crowd at the Bridgestone Arena. It really filled up tonight, uh, and it was cool to see that. And it was also nice to hear that Austin Watson uh, got a contract extension in the second period that they uh, announced that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the recap. But uh, let's get into the game. So uh, it started out in the first period. I mentioned in my preview the guy to keep the eye on tonight for the Predators was Nick Bonino after his natural hat trick against the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, he picked up right where he left off with his fourth goal in two games, his seventh of the season, assisted by Ryan Ellis and Craig Smith. So Ellis, uh, uh, at the time, that was his team-leading 14th point. Uh, and Craig Smith also added another assist, so three assists in two games from Smith. And then Austin Watson off a beautiful feed from Colton Sissons. Uh, and Matt Irwin got the secondary assist. So Watson's second of the year from Sissons and Irwin. Then the Flames get on the board late in the first period. Derek Ryan with his second goal of the year, assisted by Noah Hannafin and Matthew Kachuk. And remember that name throughout this. Again, I highlighted him earlier uh, today in my preview. But it was 2-1 to one at the end of one. And the Predators were pretty dominant in that period. They were out shooting the Flames by miles um, in that first period and were moving the puck really well. Uh, it was strong play from the depth lines again from the Predators where they have been getting most of their offense uh, throughout this season, uh, throughout this early part of the season. Shots were 15 to 4 in favor of Nashville as it was a strong start for the Predators, and that just continued into the third period. Callie Yarncroft short-handed with a nice feed from Austin Watson uh, to make it 3-1 to one Nashville, Yarncroft's fourth of the year. Um, great play again from Austin Watson. I mean, he made some phenomenal plays tonight, uh, some spectacular passes, as we mentioned, on that goal to Yarncroft. Um and then just shortly after that and during a, a whistle, they announced Watson uh, had received a contract extension. And that was great to hear the crowd at Bridgestone Arena give him a standing ovation. Uh, great to see Austin Watson playing well. And he had a great game tonight overall. Um, but shortly after that, a little bit later into the period, it was 3-1 to one for most of that period. Preds get called for another penalty. 
and the same two forwards go out there. Austin Watson makes a diving play. Yarncroc comes in on a two-on-one with Yossi and again picks it top shelf on David Rich. His fifth of the season assisted by Watson. So two points for Yarncroc and a three-point night going for Austin Watson. So it's four to one right there at the end of two, and Nashville is dominating this game. And I think a lot of us thought the Preds, with how strong their offense has been and how strong the defense has been, this could be a game that they could seal and put in the bag. It was 27-9 to in favor of total shots. But as I mentioned in my preview, the Calgary Flames are a team that can surge late. And they showed that in this third period starting out with Rasmus Anderson picking up his second goal of the season, assisted by Sean Monahan and Johnny Goodrow early in that third period, so it was 4-2. to two. And then a little bit later in the third period, Elias Lindholm, the guy that has the most goals on the Calgary Flames, uh, he picked up his ninth of the season from Sean Monahan once again, so Monahan getting on the score sheet, a guy not near the top of the scoring, but starting to contribute for the Flames. And then Adam Quine, he ties the game at four with 16.39 to go in the game, assisted by Mark Giordano, the Norris Trophy winning defenseman, uh, and Derek Ryan. So at this point, you're like, what just happened to the Predators? And, you know, the defense sort of disappeared in that period in front of Pekka. And there were a couple goals Pekka would like to have back, but some of the goals were not his fault. I think the defense struggled mightily in that third period and really didn't play well in front of Pekka Rene. There were times that the Predators couldn't get the puck out and the Flames were just dominating it in the offensive zone and held it in deep, not allowing the Fords to break out. And that's credit to the strong Flames forecheck uh, that saw them tie this game and have the momentum late in that third period until, once again, Austin Watson off a beautiful feed from Colton Sissons again. Sissons set him up for two spectacular goals tonight. Watson picking up his third of the season from Sissons and Eckholm with 18.38 into the third period. Watson on a four-point night after being announced that he signed a new contract. But with 39 seconds to go in the third, that name I mentioned earlier today ties the game. Matthew Kachuk with his fifth goal of the season, assisted by Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan. Monahan's third assist of the night. And Kachuk with his second point of the night. And it was just a hard-nosed goal from Kachuk. And I put a tweet out after the game. He's one of those guys that's a very gritty player, likes to get under the skin of the opposition, but finds a way to get his nose to the net and puts pucks home. And that was a perfect example. He worked hard down low, and he put the puck in the back of the net. So the Preds get a point which is shocking considering they had a 4-1 to lead heading into the third, but some may consider lucky to even have a, a one point after the Flames had an onslaught of offense heading into the end of that, into that third period. 
And then in overtime, we saw the Flames kind of dominate possession early. Then the Preds got some good chances. Ryan Ellis down low. Uh, Mark Giordano ended up blocking it and laid on top of it. Uh, and so with nine seconds left, defensive zone draw for the Flames. They win it. They come down on a fast break, save from Rene, and Kachuk goes between the legs and puts it in the back of the net with two seconds left in overtime. His sixth goal of the year from TJ Brody and Elias Lindholm seals the Flames' epic comeback in what was a game some Predators fans would like to forget, and for sure for Pecorine, who had a really tough third period there. And when you look at look at it for the Predators, you didn't really expect this from this team with how strong they've been at com- finishing games late in the season. Uh, so Rich gets the win, 29 saves on 36 shot attempts. So uh, good game from him. He's played very well late in that game when he was tested. And then for Pecorine, who only had faced nine shots through the first two periods, he ends up facing 27 total in the game, so 18 alone in the third period in overtime. And um, they have him down for 20 saves here on the ESPN app, so probably 26 shots or 21 saves. But a tough night overall for Rene. Um, yeah, 21 saves for him. Um but a tough third period and a tough uh, tough overtime. Rich actually made 31 saves on 36 shots. So I got that a little bit confused um, looking at some different statistics. Uh, the stars of the game in the arena, Cal Yarncroft was number three with um, two shorthanded goals. Austin Watson was number two uh, with a four-point night. His first career four-point night. Um, and then Matthew Kachuk got the first star, two goals, one assist, and the game winner in overtime. And I, I would say that I would agree with those stars of the game. Um, the only posi- the one that you could possibly juggle around is that third star. I think Yarncroft shorthanded goals are pretty important. Uh, I think you could even give it to Sean Monahan with three assists. He made some great plays on the ice for the Flames, number 23 in the uh, red and white. Uh, jerseys tonight but a tough loss for the Predators as they have the New York Rangers coming to town who's uh, working their way out of a rebuild with Artemi Panarin the highlight free agent signing of the offseason coming in and the second overall pick Capo Caco and they still have Hendrick Lundqvist uh, in net for the Rangers so it'll be interesting to see do the Predators give Pecorine some rest and give UC Soros the nod in net or does Rene get yet another start, his third consecutive in a row? I would almost give Soros the start after what happened tonight. And, and I don't think Pekka is to blame at all. I think the defense really had a tough night for the Predators. And we the Fords also had a really tough time in that third period just breaking the puck out of the zone. But you have to take some positives from this. The depth players are continuing to produce for Nashville. Nick Bonino again team-leading seventh goal of the year. You have Watson getting his first career four-point night. Colton Sissons with two great assists to Watson. Um, 
Callie Yarncroft, two shorthanded goals, two beautiful shorthanded goals for him. So the depth players have been playing well, but the top guys really have not been able to get anything going for Nashville. Uh, I almost want to say that those two lines were non-existent tonight. It was great to have Philip Forsberg back in uh, the lineup for the Preds, and that'll be a welcome addition in the long run. But no points for any of those lines. No points for Duchesne. No points for Johansson. No points for Forsberg. No points for Arvidsson. No points for um, Granlund. No points for Smith, whoever was on that line with Johansson and Arvidsson that they rotated in. So the top guys, after they had had the great starts of the year, Duchesne, who started out this season on fire for Nashville, he's kind of been quiet, of course, had that injury that caused him to miss the game in Tampa Bay. But Nashville really needs those guys to step up along with the depth players. And this offense can be dangerous. And I know this is going to be a loss that stings for a while after you have a 4-1 to lead heading into the third period. But that happens in hockey. Nobody's out of it until the final whistle. And the Flames showed that tonight. A team that was hungry. A team that had just come off a tough loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. And a tough overtime loss in the Heritage Classic uh, where they had the lead uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. So they end October... 7-6-2, so a big win for them. And the Predators fall to 8-3-2. So again, the Preds still get a point, but they wanted to get both points tonight. So uh, again, like I said earlier too about Matthew Kachuk, you, you've got to respect what a player Matthew Kachuk is. Uh, a phenomenal goal. I watched that back a couple times, and that's a tough one for Rene to get. But when you go between the legs and have a couple defenders on you, my hat's off to you. And uh, that's why Kachuk's one of the t most talented young players in the NHL, in my opinion. And he's definitely got a bright future ahead, both him and his brother Brady Kachuk, who's playing on Ottawa. But again, exactly why I highlighted Matthew Kachuk. He can make a play happen out of nothing. And I think the Flames are very fortunate to have guys like him, Johnny Gaudreau, Sam Bennett, Sean Monahan, great defense from Hamannick. Brody and Giordano and David Richt is uh, becoming or David Rich is becoming a fantastic fantastic goaltender for the Flames after they had Mike Smith last year. So I think the Flames are starting to possibly turn things around. And for Nashville, they've just got to put this behind them and go in against a Rangers team who's had a little bit of a slow start, but once again, plenty of offensive firepower. Our Timmy Panarin, as we mentioned, Capo Caco. Uh, Mika Zabinajad, Chris Kreider still on that team, Jacob Truba's on defense. So they have some good pieces in New York to watch out for on Saturday in that 1 p.m. puck drop. I'll have a preview of that for you as well. Uh, I'll put a tweet out tomorrow if you have any questions that you want to ask me in regards to this game or that Rangers matchup. Uh, please feel free to send them to me and I'll try to answer them. Um, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on the game tonight, where the Preds go on Saturday. I expect that we'll see UC Soros, and who knows, maybe some shuffles to the lineup. Could we see the Jofa line uh, potentially come back together after the top line and that second line have not been able to put up much offensively lately? 
So again, the Preds fall 6-5 to five in overtime to the Flames tonight. They'll take on the Rangers on Saturday at 1 p.m. I'll have a preview for you here on Penalty Box Radio. Thanks for joining me here. I'm Sam Fleming. And again, make sure to follow Penalty Box Radio on all of our social media platforms and our website.